Hello, welcome everyone. It is Friday. It is FMC. I am Jeremy. This is SP3. You know what it is. SP3, how you doing, buddy? I am fantastic. My One of my favorite parts of Friday morning is talking to Jeremy on camera and off camera. Love <laughs> love the Friday morning coffee, the Friday morning chaos uh, that we get on and we're always talking. So love it. Love being here, sir. I, I love this show so much that it is the EP's birthday. And I said, go, go away, go, go sleep, go take a nap. She is off work too. She, she didn't go to work today. I said, go, go sleep. She needs sleep. She doesn't sleep enough. I said, but I got to do this show with SB3. I'm not going to cancel it. She was like, can you cancel it? Can you, can, can we hang out? I said, no, we're not going to do that. I got to talk to SB3 about the NBA. She's actually very kind and understanding, and I didn't say any of those things, but yeah, it sounded good, right? That I was like, go away. I'm, I got to do this show, but I do love doing this show, and she is understanding that I love doing this show, but uh, happy birthday to the EP. Yes, happy birthday for my to my sister from another mister. We realized on Twitter that we do the same thing of texting our siblings, our wrestling uh, nonsense, or getting texts from our siblings about wrestling nonsense. And I told her about my mom's uh, text, for, uh, I think it was last week, where she hits me up. And, and I quote, it says, Seth Rollins, in parentheses, wrestler, played the, was on Jimmy Fallon and laid the SmackDown on a leprechaun. That was the, that was the that was the whole text that I got from my mom because anytime my mom sees anything, I know we're not supposed to say that, but uh, the W word related, it I get the text. We we can we can say it as far if it's like a story, you know, relating <laughs> to something. We're not talking about what's actually happening in that world, but if it's a story relating to something, it's okay. No no mutes okay. will be will be handed out. Yeah, she she's a brother. That is big time into wrestling, so that's how we we have bonded and everything. Uh, wrestling brings world uh, people together and stuff. I was telling telling you, she first time she messaged me was defending Bret Hart, and, and that's how everything this whole thing kicked off. So she had to defend Bret Hart with my missus. It was me inviting her to a bar to watch a wrestling event and inviting her into the True Hills Facebook group. That's how our relationship all started uh, three years ago. So. <laughs> that's how it works man that's how it works you never know you never know how this uh how love comes together right well there's no we have a joke like there's there's no wrong way to fall in love but i guess there are wrong situations this is from temptation island you watch the temptation island sp3 not yet not oh. yet that that i don't my missus we we are trying to get through really all of the 90 day spinoffs yeah, that's a so, lot yeah, it's a lot, and there's even one that's ongoing. And when that ends, the regular 90 day uh series kicks off. But man, yo, like 90 day the other way, I didn't know. I was like, I was suspect with that one because I was like, all right, it's the other way, you're going to a different country, these are different. But man, it was spicy. I love the tell alls, the tell alls are it. Oh, really good, yo. Yes. The, the tell-alls are the are the best part of the season when, when the other cast members are dragging people. Like, they had this guy. A quick story before we get into NBA stuff. But they had this guy who's, like, a Mormon. And he's with this girl from, like, Russia. And he's yes. trying to get You've seen this one. Uh, he's oh, I think so. Him. I'm pretty sure. What, I, what were their names? Uh, Steven and Elena. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I've, yes. I've seen them. 
Yeah. And he's trying to get her over to Mormonism, and he has this whole secret that he's like he's not a virgin, and he slept with a whole bunch of different girls. So they got they they got over that. They get married, and then they're at the tallow, and he's she's like, oh, I just don't feel comfortable with him talking to females online because one of their big stories during the season was that he was like deleting his social media for her because he was talking to girls online and flirting. And then when we get to the tallow, he's still talking. Talking to girls, he's talked to nine different girls. He had in a fight with his girl, with his wife. He he's talking to nine different girls on social media, and then the dudes try to drag everybody else in the room, and everybody's like, "Dude, it's like it's not a point that you're making a mistake. It's a point that you're trying to cross her over to Mormonism and being a, a representative of the church, but you're not a good representative." <laughs> She she was like I don't know if I've seen this season, but she was like a, a go go dancer or something in yeah. Russia, right? Yeah. And oh no, I think I think you you're thinking about um homie on the farm with his parents. Uh, yes, dude, yes, yes, I, I am yes, thinking yes, of yes, them. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes, okay. Yes. They're so they're they're so many. I do know a Stephen. Did she get pregnant? Like, mm. is that the one where where she got pregnant? Do they have a kid? Steven no, and, no, I, no. Okay. I, now I know you talk about that one too. That was the guy <laughs> that went over and um like got her pregnant. Yeah, and he does, he comes from like a broken home, so he's like really about being with the kid and taking yeah. care of the kid. He wanted to take the kid away from the mom. Like yo, as a as a parent myself, and you know, uh, you know my 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 wife, she went through it when you know after the baby and stuff to try to take the child away from a mother. Yeah. Yo, I was Can't just like, it. yo, what is wrong with these people? It's it's uh it's it's not good. You you cannot take the, the child away from the mom. Like you th- dude, they're all insane. So <laughs> that that's why like I'm I'm confused because I recognize the name Steven. I was like, oh wait, this story, the Mormon, that sounds similar. There's so much like just yes. I don't I actually don't think I know this couple now, but there there's so many relatable stories on this show because there are so so much history and so many uh, different cast of characters on this show. I'm I'm so far behind on 90 Day Fiance. At some point, I might end up catching up, but there, that is just some messy, messy, messy stuff. Yeah, there's there's like so many great moments that I've seen from it. Like the dude, um, my, two of my two favorites are Big Ed. I don't I don't know. Oh yeah, you, you gotta know. I do Big know Ed. about Big Ed. I do know about Big Ed. <laughs> Big Ed yep. is the funniest dude on this show because he basically is the real life Uncle Festus. He doesn't yes. have a neck. He doesn't have a neck. Uh, but he gets all these girls from different countries, and he's on like the single life and cheating on uh, his girlfriend and stuff. And then my other favorite is David. Who like legitimately everyone thought he was getting catfished and he was talking to like someone that wasn't real. And then the girl shows up because he went to like Ukraine like eight different times, spent all the money to go okay, see I, her. I have seen, yes, I have seen him. Yeah. Yes. I have seen and he him. Kept- he kept getting uh, flaked on and stuff. Yeah. So you you legitimately believe by the end of this, like, oh, he's getting catfish. He's not going to meet this person. And then he eventually does meet her. And it's like a shocker to everybody. But it's still like, you've still been getting played, though. So, <laughs> Oh, man. It's it's terrible, terrible television. I do, I do need to catch up. You got to watch The Temptation Island, though. Yes, we, we, we need to trade off. I do Temptation Island. You catch up on 90 Day. it's it's so it's so awful because like uh the ep calls it just cheater island which is 100 true 
they just go there and it's like i don't know if this person's the one for me i need to like test their faithfulness and everything's like you'll test their faithfulness by going to an island with 12 other with 12 single people let them live in a house and be like let's see if you're gonna get tempted like the the whole premise of the show they even say it at the start is like these singles are here to like steal your significant other that is what they are here for I, I've seen bits. I think I saw like the oh. first season where I was like really like actively watching, and I was just like, "What is going on here?" Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's trash television. But awful, I love awful, awful television. But to to bring it back to to the original point, it's like there's no there's no wrong way to fall in love. But that that's what they say on Temptation Island, and Evie is like, "There is. You don't fall in love on Temptation Island. Like it's that's not how you do it." These these people are getting paid to try to break up your relationship. Yes. You can't fall in love with them. What are you doing? No, it's like, and I'm trying to defend these people because I'm one. I like causing causing issues and causing fights. Uh, fortunately, she understands my my sense of humor with this stuff. Uh, but I'm just like, but there is like, if they, this is how they fall in love, this is how they fall in love. Which is like, this isn't love though. This is. How many of these relationships last? This is an actual love. They're just there. They're doing this reality show. And I was like, well, they think it's love, so it's okay. And she screams at me. <laughs> Did you guys watch Love is Blind? Oh, hell yes. I, hell I yes. still haven't we still haven't watched the new season, but like that was one of my favorite experiences watching oh. that first season because I was just like, this is not gonna work. <laughs> gonna work any of these relationships it did though i was convinced it it wasn't gonna work the um the the black girl that got with the uh, the white guy they were like one of the main couple that was the only one i believed like was actually genuine that was the only one that i mean they made it and then uh barnett and amber i should remember their name Dude, uh, dude, Barnett somehow. and Amber, they are a thin ice. I am sorry. <laughs> I, I kind of agree with that. I kind of agree with that. That one, I that I guess it's it's healthy in their ways a relationship, but some of that stuff. Did you watch the like after the altar special? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. So okay, so party? This was ridiculous <laughs> when homie brought the girl with him. Oh, that was so oh, good. So God. we watched Too Hot to Handle as well. And so we, whatever her name is, Francesca, like we, we see her, we saw her on Too Hot to Handle and everything. But so I'd watched the original season of Love is Blind, like when it came out. And then I never watched After the Altar. And then the new season came out and we watched like the first couple episodes and, and DP was like, oh, I want to go back and I want to watch the, the original season as well. So we rewatched it and then we watched After the Altar and then we watched the new season. But I'd never seen After the Altar until like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, when uh, whatever his his name is, um, shit, what's his? He's, he's uh, got he's a ginger. He's got like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, Damien, I don't know. Damien, Damien. There you go, yeah, Damien. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and and her name, which is like really really weird and and kind of uh, I I'm terrible with names, but yeah. So like they seem like they're trying to like work on things, and it doesn't work. And then yeah, he's just going out and he's hanging out with Francesca, who's on too hot to handle mind you which is just, if, you, if you've never seen that show another great just like trash reality show where they like can't have sex on this island or they lose oh. points for like kissing and it, they lose or money not points uh and they okay. lose even more money for 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 like sex and stuff it's great 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 trash wow. television wow. Uh, that's on that's on netflix there's like three or okay. four seasons 
of that. You should you should definitely check that out. But yeah, when he brings her to that party, it's like we're just friends and stuff. I wanted you to talk. I wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted to figure things out. And then I actually felt bad for Francesca because he's telling her like, you know, we're we're done and yeah. stuff. And then, you know, she gets there and then uh, Gianna, that's her name, Gianna. Exactly, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Or Giannina, something like that. But, you know, he's telling her that, you know, oh, I'm just talking to her as a friend and stuff. Like, he's trying to, like, have his cake and eat it too on that shit. And then he gets busted by both of them. It's like, what were you thinking? What were you thinking, dude? What's wrong with you? He had to be thinking, I'm going to make her jealous, which is going to, I guess, make her want me more. But he just pretty much pissed off everybody, not just the two girls, but other people that are their friends. Because, like, this is supposed to be Barnett's, uh, you know, uh, party with his wife. And you're bringing a whole bunch of drama because they already had the drama with um the, the other girl that Barnett was going to choose in the, uh, the original. Yeah, yeah. Jessica. When yeah. she showed up. Which I never liked her, and I knew her I relationship didn't. was not going to work. <laughs> I didn't either. Yeah, that relationship was was really bad. I like she was, you know, the the joke was she was Messica on the show because <laughs> yes. she was just always drinking wine and shit, and she was just not not right because she clearly still liked Barnett, but then she yeah. said accepted the other guy's proposal and everything. But like, I feel bad for her at this party because it seemed like she was just like trying to make amends and stuff. Like, hey, here's true. Here. And Barnett's like, nope, can't talk to you. Like, gotta walk away. And Amber's like, I ain't fucking having it with that girl. Like, I'm gonna punch her and beat her ass and everything. I was like, wait, it's been like three years. What is wrong with you guys? Like, come on, just, you know, I, make amends on this stuff. Just accept it. It seems like she's being genuine enough on this. Like, she's moved on. Like, you guys gotta just get over this shit. It, look, even if, even if you're not going to be like cordial and be friends and stuff, accept the gift and sell it. That's at least money right there. <laughs> exactly. I was just like, nah, y'all being petty. You supposed yeah. to be the bigger people. Y'all the ones that are happy and married. Why are you still mad, Amber? Like, why Why are you still upset? Like, I understand like the whole thing after, um, you know, when they were at the, like the hotels trying to figure out them being together and she was kind of still trying to like talk to Barnett. I can understand being that mad one, yeah, at that. That was yeah. that was much yeah but they like you said that was it was years later with after the altar so you should have got over that and moved yeah. on and realized she's gonna come to the party you gotta you gotta come up with a way to kind of deal with her so smile in her face take the gift and then sell it that's the best thing to do you are absolutely right yeah you gotta watch the the, the new season of love is blind there's some there's some good messes on that show as well yes i've been been telling the the missus we need to we need to watch that second season yeah it's it's god awful it's just awful 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 television yeah we're we're on temptation island right now after this we like googled like trashiest reality like dating shows and stuff there's this one it's on hbo max that that we're gonna we're gonna watch after after this we watched uh f boy island oh dude this is on hbo max I've heard some things about that one. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get Joey Janela to do a review of this with me, where we just take edibles and and we review F Boy Island. <laughs> Sean and Janela, they they they're friends and stuff. Like we well, uh, I'm trying I'm trying to get that connection. Denise knows Janela. Everybody knows Joey. So I'm trying to get that connection going to where we just review <laughs> F Boy Island while on edibles. 
You just you're telling them to come for Friday morning. Like, yeah. <laughs> come morning. on, Joey. What are you doing? Uh, come on, Joey. Friday morning. Fr- it, could, it could be Friday morning edibles. We could make it FME. For her. There we, we can, go. We could talk we about a- a- F Boy Island. Now, it could still be FMC, like Friday morning cannabis. Oh, I mean, there you there, go. I got it. I got it here. Um, uh, that, but F Boy Island, you got you to gotta check that one out on, on HBO Max. Just so much. So much trash out there that you could just watch. It's great. I love it. Like, like I said, I think I said it last week. Like the the other reality show, the only reality show that we watch that's kind of like kind of like wholesome is uh Jersey Shore Family Vacation, and it's like it's like night and day from the original Jersey Shore. Anytime there's like a an argument or any type of drama, they always come together. They're able to solve it. I'm just like. Man, I remember when this this used to be the the show with the most arguments, the most chaos. Now they're adults and they're getting through everything. Well, except if you're Ronnie, but uh, it just seems like it just seems like this is the only wholesome show, the reality show that we still watch. Uh, let's get into some some basketball. SP three, do, do your Kyrie Irving nonsense. What he's cleared. Because, of course, New York, baseball got him cleared. Baseball got him cleared, by the way. This has nothing to do with the NBA, nothing to do with Kyrie. Oh, I'm doing it for the people. I'm standing for the people. Like, the moment he gets cleared, he's like, oh, I'm going to play, even though all these other workers and stuff can't do their job. I'm still going to play. Get out of here with this shit. My my family. That's my family. I don't know what, what that makes him. Is he like my cousin? Or is he like my net? Because my my net. If my nephew marries his sister, that makes her my niece, and this is she's she's related to him. Does that make him my nephew? Does that make does that make him my I nephew? Know. I don't know. How I don't know. Family trees. I, 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 I don't know how family trees work. Or I'm gonna call him my nephew, like I'm Snoop Dogg. But my nephew is back, baby. He's able to play in New York, which means that the Brooklyn Nets are going to the at least the conference finals. But I'm gonna go all the way. The Brooklyn Nets are going to the NBA finals. Phoenix, you can have the cakewalk to the finals if you want. But when you get there, you're losing to Kyrie Irving, who is going to be this year's NBA Finals MVP. You heard it here first because he wasn't allowed to play and wasn't allowed to win the regular season MVP. We would have not had our debate about Embiid and Jokic last week if it was that Kyrie Irving was able to play in New York all season. But now that he is, it's a rap. The Brooklyn Nets are going to the NBA Finals. I'm going to try to hit up my nephew, try to get some tickets we in there i don't i don't think that uh yeah bacon says too early for family trees unless edibles are involved that's very true um i i think the nets are going to be the most dangerous seven eight seed of all time i know they just lost to the to the grizzlies i'm gonna put some respect on the grizzlies names at this point that team's good like they they got 51 wins they're the second best team in the NBA right now. They got the second most wins in the NBA. That is a very good basketball team. Like I, I understand playoffs. They haven't proved it and everything, but there's nothing in the regular season. That's making me believe like, Oh yeah, this team is just, they're screwed. Like that's a very good basketball team. Uh, but I know the Nets just lost to, to the Grizzlies. I'm not doubting Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving when it comes to playoff time. I do think Ben Simmons trying to like 
integrate him and, and figure out where he fits could be a little bit of a struggle. And the thing with the Nets is even though they're going to be uh, the seven, or even though like they, they're going to be very dangerous with Kyrie and, and Durant, like integrating Simmons could be a little bit of an issue, especially if they go up against like Milwaukee. Milwaukee's not the team you want in the first yeah. round. Defending champs, they got their shit, their their shit figured out. And I think they got another level in, in the playoffs as well. And Giannis is already playing at a high level, but that's not the team you want. Like Miami, maybe a little bit, especially after Jimmy Butler's blow up, but I think that'll that'll be fine by the time playoffs. Philadelphia is definitely a team you want in the first round because I'm still not sold on Philly. I've watched Harden too much in the playoffs to where I can't, I can't trust that guy. Embiid, I know his year MVP. Uh, I like Embiid. There's certain matchup advantages that they're going to have against Brooklyn with Embiid, but I'm not totally sold. On, Just wanted to on mention that. he has two more wins than Jokic now. Oh man. I was so pissed last night that, that the Nuggets couldn't beat the Suns because the Suns are just a better team. But I was like, oh, this is really going to help my case. Uh, if the Nuggets could beat the Suns, this is going to really help my case tomorrow. And they ended up losing. They played them close all game. They did. Um, Jokic doesn't have any help, man. The guy has no, absolutely no help. The, the, the Sixers won without Harden and Embiid. You think the Nuggets could win a game without Jokic? I don't know. What's their record without Jokic? It's not good. It's uh, but the, the Sixers, awful. yeah, the Sixers are the team you want, uh, want in the first round if, if, if you're the Nets and you're trying to get Simmons back. Because I just I don't trust that team at all in, in the playoffs right now. Though, like right now, they they uh, the Nets are the eight seed. I don't know if they're going to have enough time to catch Toronto. I don't know if they're going to like be able to win enough games because Toronto is probably going to keep winning as well. But I do think in the playoffs and the play-in, they will beat them. And so then you're ending up as the seventh seed. That would put them at, against Milwaukee. Yeah, I don't think Milwaukee is the team you want in the first round. No. No, not at all. Um, I would avoid that. I wouldn't try to get up to the to the seventh seed. Um I mean, just they lose gotta the have... play-in game. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like you're gonna you're gonna beat. I think I think if you're in the Nets, you should feel confident that yeah, you're probably gonna beat the Hornets or the Hawks. Yeah, if, if yeah. that's who you gotta face. But uh, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't want to face the the Milwaukee Bucks. Who who could who could they could wind up as the number one seed in the East by the end of this. There's nine games to go for most of these teams. And we saw what happened with Miami, which we got to talk about with that whole blow up on the, on the sideline. Cause I caught on to it like late. I think I saw it like an hour after it started circulating uh, social media, but Udonis Haslam, man, he said, I'm going to beat your ass. He's ready to scrap. Haslam's ready to scrap. I I want to know what Butler and Spolstra said because, like, yeah, you gotta be like something's gotta go wrong there because Spolstra is pretty even keel with this stuff. And I mean, he's coach like he's coached Wade and LeBron and bought like he coached the Heatles. He's been exactly. he's seen a lot of stuff. Like, I want to know what Spolstra said to like tick off Butler. And I know Butler can is, is very he's a competitor. I don't want to say he's temperamental or anything, but we've heard the Jimmy Butler stories where he walks into Sixers practice or, or uh, Timberwolves practice and is like, oh, fuck all y'all. I'm just going to do everything myself. Like we've heard the Jimmy Butler stories. He's a he's a competitor. And, yeah. and so that when you're losing or when things aren't going your way, that's going to raise your ire a little bit. So I chalk it up to just being like heat of the moment kind of stuff. I, I think everything will be fine. 
but it's not a good look when you are the the one seed out there and then they're they're not playing great right now and you're blowing up at a really well-respected coach like Eric Spolstra and you got Haslam who is one of the most respected guys in the league for for his veteran role uh that he's always been that he's always played with the heat like stepping in and be like I'm gonna fucking beat your ass because like a lot of people want to say like I saw I saw a lot of chatter because it have been circulating in the NBA Twitterverse about like people saying oh everybody's making a big deal about this argument and they're still the number one seed but I don't think those people realize the standings because they realistically with nine games to go could go from one to four because yeah. the the Bucks and the Sixers are only are no the Bucks are one game behind and the Sixers and the Celtics are a game and a half behind. They could chemistry is the most important thing as you go into the playoffs and any type of thing that breaks up that chemistry especially when it comes to your head coach and your star player that is the this is the worst possible time for it to happen. It happened earlier for the Warriors when KD and Draymond got into their argument on the on the bench and we saw what happened we ha- happened to them that year with you know KD going down, them losing in the in the finals and stuff and then the end of that super team in Golden State. So you this is not the time you want any type of dispute. And this is coming from a Laker fan that saw the K- AD and Dwight Howard get into an argument on the bench. So I am speaking from experience. It never is good things when you have that type of blow up between your own team and your teammates and coach this close to the playoffs, let alone any time in the season. But hey, with nine games left in the regular season, this was the worst possible time for this to happen for the Miami Heat. And the Heat is a team that I've said last week, I'll say it again. When you look at their roster, they're the only team that can really match up with the Nets and the Bucks. They're the only team that I would say is in the conversation with those two teams and could could be the reason why those two teams don't make it to the NBA NBA finals because Miami can't has the defense, Miami has the shooting, and they have that grit that Jimmy Butler has always been known for. But that grit is also the reason probably why he's getting into arguments with Spolsha. Spolsha probably was gonna do something or said something that he didn't like, and he just blew up. And I would I would go as far to say that sometimes he can be temperamental, it, it seems, from based on stories and based on this situation. I don't think it was it was the right time for that to be said. You want to do that type of stuff in the locker room when you're with your team or during practice. Maybe that's even better. But to have that type of blow up when you're losing to the Steph Curry list uh, Warriors, it was just a bad look all around. The Heat got they got the Knicks next. Like that should be one. That's Brooklyn's win. gonna be tough. Sacramento, Boston, Boston. Like they're playing out of their minds right they now. Are. I that's a scary team in the playoffs. The Bulls, the the Raptors, Hornets, Hawks, and Magic. Like that's a pretty easy schedule, all things considered. Like you would you would think you could pencil in Knicks, Kings uh hornets hawks magic as wins and then the other games are kind of like chicago and, and toronto you're, you're definitely gonna be favored in those and brooklyn and boston are kind of coin flip games but that's not the yeah. the worst schedule in the world down the no. stretch no they can keep it but you know like i said they just lost to to the golden state without staff yeah. without all these players oladipo oladipo coming back is like sort of 
messed up their the rhythm and the, yeah. you want to add good players to your team but this is this is the issue when you're trying to like integrate guys into everything like him coming back is just it's going to diminish the role or change the role of other players because Oladipo is going to have to get his his shots his his touches and everything and then defensively he's he's you know he's on the floor and he's playing a different role which is going to set everybody else into a different role and Oladipo in his prime was a, a very good on ball and, and off ball defender. Nowadays, after all these injuries, he's just he's not quite at that level, especially not having to play as long. So I think him coming back has kind of hurt their hurt their chemistry and hurt their rhythm uh, a, a little bit. And you know they get they got a good a good stretch or a good uh, a good schedule down the stretch to where you want to keep playing playing everybody together you probably don't want to rest too many guys and you want to build that chemistry in the in these final games and it will say i i still think they're going to hold on to the one seed i really do i'm I'm looking at some some other schedules here uh milwaukee's got memphis philly brooklyn like all three of those those are all on the road too all three of those are are pretty tough games la dallas chicago boston detroit cleveland so just one non-playoff team and, and that's Detroit. Like, that's a relatively tough schedule, especially compared to uh, Miami. And then... Hey, it might be two non-playoff teams if they versus the Lakers, so... Oh, man. They're not versus the Lakers. Sorry, it's the Clippers. Oh, it was the Clippers. Oh, Sorry. Clippers, Clippers. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, apologies. <laughs> I was talking about the good team in L.A. The team that actually runs L.A., all right, SP3? Um, the Sixers. Yo, the Sixers. I... I was just proud of the Toronto game because literally it was after yes. me and Jeremy ripped apart the Lakers that that, <laughs> that, that, that Russ Russ hits the in the game tying bucket. I was like, yo, this is confirmation. Russ watches FMC. He said, he said, forget first take, forget undisputed. I'm watching. I'm watching FMC. My mom's calling. Hold on, I'm gonna answer this on air. Hey, mom. Hello? Hey. Everything okay? I'm doing a show. Uh huh. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll call you after the show. Do you want to say hi? You're on air. I'll put you on speaker. Hold on, hold on. I gotta put you on speaker. All right. Say hi to SP3, hi, Mom. Say, say hi to who am I saying hi to? SP3. SP3. Oh, I've seen you with Jeremy on the show. Hey there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> hey, mom. All right, that's- no, you, I have my headphones on, mom. My mom's my mom's like a diva. She's like, he's not going to say hi back. He did say hi, mom. Nice. I have my headphones on, so you can't hear him. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. God, get on the show, and as usual, you think you just run things. You were the know, greatest I opening. Now. Oh, that's right. I'm not live. You haven't you, had me on live again yet. Oh, so sorry. So sorry. You, you were the goat opening well, to the distraction. The best. Uh, SP3 said you, you had the best uh, opening on the distraction. Oh, that's so sweet of him. I like him already. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kiss, kisses. Love All right. you. Bye. I love you. Oh, that's the best. That's yeah, the that's best. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta get my mom to call next week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, be, hey. like, I'm gonna be like, mom, just call in. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna be like, oh no, I just called this to talk to Harlem and Sydney, but I, I gotta talk to you too. So, okay. <laughs> uh, um. All right. Uh, what are we talking about? Oh, oh. So Russ, yeah, that Toronto game. 
I we, we were very down. We we're like, oh yeah, Toronto, they're just gonna play hard and they're gonna be I, I remember watching that game and I legitimately this is no joke. I was watching it and I turned it off when they fouled the free throw. Like they were up like two or three and they yeah. fouled the free throw shooter. And I was like, oh well, this is this is game. Like they're they're not gonna win. And then so then they were up three, and then Russ, like LeBron missed that long three, Russ missed that three badly. And so they, they got the ball and then it was like the inbounds. And I was like, well, they're going to inbound. They're going to foul. They're going to hit at least one. That's game. I'm turning it off. And then Russ steals the inbounds and then Russ hits a three. And, uh, and then I checked Twitter. I was like, wait, what happened? Huh? How did this yeah. go down? Because someone told me they was like, they was like, yo, you should turn on the game. Cause you know, of course I have to watch like SmackDown and Rampage for the sports Kita review with Dutch and Rick. But I, they, someone told me like, yeah, just turn on the game. So I had to turn it on, on my phone. I'm watching the game. I'm like, I said the same thing. I was like, man, people are telling me to watch this to, to just see us lose again, another close game. And then Russ stole it. I was like, ah, absolutely insane. In insane game. Uh, and then, of course, the Lakers just lost some more games. Yeah. I still think they hold up the play-in spot because I don't think the Spurs are serious. But man, it's it's uh it's not great right now. It's not it's not. I mean, they're out. They're one and done. I don't care if Anthony Davis comes back. Oh, they're one and done. Oh, oh, for sure, for sure. Like I, I saw the whole argument on. I think it was um. First things first with like Chris Broussard saying, uh, no, uh, Chris Broussard and Nick Wright, of course, uh, saying that they have a puncher's chance. And, uh, but, but I feel like it's like two different types of extremes on these sports analysts. They either go the extreme of, oh, they have a puncher's chance. They could possibly win the first round and make it to the conference finals. Or they go to the extreme of, I think it was uh, Rick Broussard who said LeBron James is not a top 10 player in the league. I was like, yo, they ripped him. They ripped him for a good 10, 15 minutes with Nick Wright. Like, Nick Wright's like, I'm I'm trying to save you from having the worst take in in profession on, on any type of sports uh talk show. Like, think about this. Name 10 players better than LeBron right now. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, there's there's not 10 players uh better better than LeBron. There's I don't know if there's there's five. Like I'm taking yeah. Like there's Luca. Even Luca is tough, but I'd yeah. probably take Luca. There's Giannis. I, yeah, I take Giannis for sure. Yeah. Like probably Durant. Yes. That might be it, honestly. Like before LeBron, yeah. Yeah. Like Steph is debatable. Like Jokic and B debatable, but I'm not like 100% sure like yeah I'm definitely taking this guy over LeBron Giannis and Luca are the two where I'm like yeah I'm probably taking him I'm probably taking them Giannis is like a lock uh, I think he's the best player in the league Me too. Luca is is pretty much there as well Durant I I, I lean more probably like 75 25 the rest are like 50 50 at best yeah, for like the season and like the whole entirety of the year, season and re- regular season and playoffs, 
if you if I had to get one player, it would be Giannis. If you just need one player for the playoffs, I'm taking KD. So those are the two I, I would definitely put above LeBron. I do agree with you, Luca. Just the age and how good he is at this age already. You want him for your life. If you are building to the future for future seasons, that's the guy that you would take first. So it's those three players, and then it's LeBron. Yes, LeBron James at 37 years old. He is leading the league in scoring he might win his second scoring title so yeah i i got it i gotta take him like fourth and then i would go probably Embiid and then jokic so he's in he's in the top five how do you make an argument that he's not in the top 10 that's ridiculous like i understand that the whole insane I, absolutely insane I, not to think this man is a top 10 still and how long Rick Broussard has been doing it? I was just like disappointed because I usually like like a lot of his takes, but he just goes out there sometimes to kind of just ba- drag on or pile on uh, LeBron. But yeah, I mean, I can you could make an argument that you know Dame Lillard is out of that top ten conversation now. You can make the argument that Kawhi is out of that top ten uh, situation now. AD, all of those are for the same reason. It's basically injuries why you wouldn't put them in the top ten anymore. But but to make the argument, LeBron James, who, yeah, he's been banged up the last couple of seasons, but he's still playing like this. He had a 38-point triple-double the other night. Like, that, They literally had that conversation after his 30-point triple-double, and he's really made that argument that he's not top 10. He not to, to say he's not top 10 is insane. That's just one of those hot takes that just like, oh, we're just going to throw this out there just to create debate, embrace debate, or whatever. Like, get out of here. I, I can't believe anybody actually believes that LeBron isn't top 10 at this point. That man is still, yeah, I think he's still top five. But I, and check, I if you want to say he's like top three, and that even that, like, I got my three that I'd probably that I'd take over him. But if you want to say, if you want to take him over Durant and, and Luca, I ain't even mad about that. I'll, I'll listen to that argument. I'm not. Giannis is the one guy where it's like, yeah, that's that's the guy right now. Giannis is the oh, guy yeah. right now. That's the one guy for sure. You got to put ahead of uh, LeBron. And at, like I said, I I would go KD. You know me. You know me. On any given night, I will put Kyrie ahead of him too. But your love but, for Kyrie is insane. Absolutely insane. So, like, so 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 what no what, what people people need to understand y'all y'all are all cool with uh Will Washington bigging up his family Swerve Strickland <laughs> but y'all ain't cool with me bigging up the Kyrie Swerve Swerve is vaccinated Swerve is you know he actually cares about this stuff not acting like a martyr and being like oh I'm not gonna I'm doing this for the people I'm not gonna get vaccinated and you know they're they're trying to hold me down just get the shot dude. That's it. You know, you know, same people, same people that said this, and same people that tried to tell Jesus he wasn't the Son of God. Like, right. you know, these. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm comparing Kyrie Irving to Jesus Christ. This man. Nope. Jesus Christ, I ain't having you doing it as well. The fact that I said that with a a semi straight face, I think, was one of the greatest things I've ever said (laughs) on this show. (laughs) Oh man, 
scorer, but Kyrie. Uh, Kyrie is the best scorer in the league. I will take Kyrie. If I just need if I just need someone to get a bucket, I'm taking Kyrie Irving. I mean, look, I I if you need somebody to get a bucket, I'm still taking Kevin Durant, but the man is a walking bucket. He's he's insane, insanely talented scorer. Like one of the like one of the best offensive players in the league. No doubt, no doubt about it. Um, but let's come on now. Let's not act like Kyrie Irving is the second coming of Jesus here. <laughs> He's trying to sacrifice for other people, ladies. And yeah, gentlemen. and then the moment the moment he doesn't have to sacrifice anymore because they're like, oh yeah, you can play because we can't lose our baseball here in New York. So here you go, Kyrie. He didn't do anything. He's, if baseball, if baseball season was canceled, Kyrie would not be playing in New York. They don't care about Kyrie. They care about baseball. That's it. They care about the Yankees. That's the only New York team I root for. So, like, like the fact that I have to stand up here and root for the Brooklyn Nets says a lot about the Lakers season, ladies and gentlemen, more than it does about my love for my love for uh, Kyrie or my love for KD. I love both of those guys. They're two two of my favorite players in the league, honestly. But I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not going to root for the Nets unless my Lakers are just. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of. Prizes in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Past the point of no return, so I have to root for some some team. They feel past the point of no return right now. The they do. They do. We have no way of ending the season over 500, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to end the season <laughs> below 500 for sure. It's just how many games below 500. I'm hoping it's. Uh, I'm hoping at the very least we can get eight games below 500. Reasonable, not reasonable, but at least at least not as bad as what we currently are, which is 11 games below 500 with nine games left. <sighs> The Chicago Bulls, Robert O'Neill messages me yesterday and he goes, I hate Billy Donovan. <laughs> like, I think I'm starting to hate Billy Donovan. Like, I know there's been injuries, but they're not beating any good teams. And I warned him when they when they hired Billy Donovan. I said, like, regular season, they'll be okay, but they're gonna they're they're gonna piss you off during the regular season because they're gonna lose games that they, they should win. And then playoffs. They're probably just going to be a mess because Donovan doesn't know what he's doing in the playoffs. And that, like, they didn't make the playoffs last year under Donovan. Uh, but that is basically what has happened this season is they can't beat any good teams. Their record against, like, the top teams is, like, 0-16 or something. Like, it's insane how bad they are against the top teams. And then playoffs, I think everybody's just waiting to bet 
against the Bulls. Not only for, for Donovan, but like DeRozan, I know he's been really good this season, but his playoff history is one that still just like scares me. And yeah. you combine those two, it's very much Harden and Doc Rivers on a lesser level. Uh, but that it very much scares me uh, if, if I was a Bulls fan to, to watch these guys in the playoffs. But I'm, I'm very excited to bet against the bulls because i don't have any faith i think they've got and like they've got the celtics right now i believe because i believe that's the uh the four five matchup four five matchup yeah. yeah that's that's not going well chicago just lost to new orleans last night man like dude they are new Orleans. I, I got the stats in front of me right now they are 21 and 22 versus teams over 500 yeah it's bad like they're just beating up on bad teams, which is fine. You got to win the games against bad teams. Like that's how you get into the playoffs. But at some point, like you've also got to beat some some good teams as well. Like I I know that's the record against like teams over five hundred. I, I legit think it's like against the top three seeds in both conferences. It's like O for something, or maybe they got like one win. Like if you look at their record against like just Miami, Milwaukee, Philly, Phoenix, Memphis, Golden State, like it's bad. Like it's a really bad record. Yeah, I they only break down like versus like uh whatever division right here from right. What, the page I'm looking at right now. But yeah, yeah, they're old, they're like zero and one in overtime games. Uh, they are four and four in games within three points. Uh, they they only really win games within like ten points because they're twenty two and sixteen. But yeah, they've lost they've lost seven of their last ten. I I know they haven't had DeRozan. Uh, but. Still, it's just like like you said, DeRozan doesn't have the best track record in the in the playoffs. Like literally, the moment he left the Toronto Raptors, they won the NBA championship. Yes, they replaced him with Kawhi, Kawhi, uh, Kawhi Leonard when Ka- Kawhi Leonard was a top three, top five player in the NBA. But still, it, it was like it was it was pretty much like you got an upgrade for what DeRozan can do. He can, he, what he can do is get you to a high, a high, you know, winning record in the regular season, but he's not that guy that's going to drive you over the top as far as getting to the NBA finals and winning the NBA finals. So regardless of us putting him in the top five in MVP, and I see in the comments already, there's people that are pitting like Booker, uh, Devin Booker ahead of him. Who's, who's been playing a hell, hell of a ball ever since uh, CP three went down. So I do think that he's in that top six or just under the top five as far as MVP. I think DeRozan is still in the top five, but yes, he's he's on shaky ground even in that. I don't know if DeRozan's top five MVP at this point. Like I'm going, I'm going Jokic, Embiid. The Memphis Memphis plays well without Ja. Like they play really well. I I'd put yeah. Booker over. I put Luca over DeRozan as well because that that team's not very good. Um, yes, still, I think, yeah, you're, you're probably right. I think and I Giannis, have to, and Giannis and Giannis, like, I yeah, those I, five over, over DeRozan. I do agree. I think Luca deserves to be in the top five now. So yeah, I would go, I would go Embiid number one, still number one no. Embiid, Jokic, Jokic, um, then Giannis, then Luca, then Ja. I would go, even though you you are right that the, the Memphis has been playing very well, even without Ja Moran. I just want to give Ja some love. I I mean that that's fair. Ja Ja has been great. I'd put Booker over Ja though, because I mean like, the Suns are 
the Suns are the best team in the league by, by like 11 games or some shit. It's like, yeah. And, and Chris Paul being hurt. It was good to see Chris Paul back last night and picking up right where he left off. Um, but like Chris Paul being hurt, hurt, he really carried them. They're, they're just a good team overall, but I mean, they're, they're, they're a better team, obviously with Devin Booker out on the floor. So I'd put him slightly over jaw. I just think, I just think even without, uh, you know, Devin Booker, you still got Aiton, you still got Bridges. They got, they got a bunch of really good players. I think that uh, Devin Booker is in like my top 10 as far as the MVP candidates, but I, I couldn't put him over those five guys that I named. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not putting I'm not putting DeRozan there. I I put Booker over Jaw though. I but I understand if you want to go Jaw over Booker, I get that. But DeRozan's definitely falling off. The Bulls just, I think teams are play people are very excited to bet against the Bulls in the playoffs, especially if they got the the Celtics. Like that, absolutely that be easy one. You got two teams that are going in completely opposite directions. It seems right there. So, and they, even with the uh, with the Bulls, you know, in that fifth seed, I think they got right behind them. Um, who's behind them right now? Oh, the the Cavs, who are hurt, but still, they're only one game behind them. Raptors are only one game behind them. The Bulls, the way they've been playing the last couple of games, they could realistically drop down into the play-in before the end of the season. I, I don't know if they're going to drop that far. Let, I think see. I think the Raptors could move up to the fifth spot. Oh damn, they are only a game game behind. They could drop to that play, and you're right. Yeah, yeah. And they don't want that to happen. No, you don't want I, them versus those Nets, yo. <laughs> like yo, everybody <laughs> in their mama is not trying to be the one seed or the seventh seed. If you got to see the Nets in the play-in or the first round. I don't want I, uh, second seed. I think the Bucks are going to be playing their hearts out, even with that tough that tough rest of the you know season that they have. I think they're going to be playing their hearts out to be that one seed because I don't think anybody, whether it's the Raptors, whether it's the Bulls, whether it's uh, Cleveland, no one wants to play that playing that playing game, that seven seed playing game against the Nets. Nobody wants to play the Nets, period. But they definitely don't want to play. Uh them in the play-in game the bulls oh man kevin durant's gonna torch that team too he probably has some ill feelings towards like donovan and stuff he's just gonna even if not he's gonna make up a narrative in his mind to, exactly. to just go after donovan he's he going he's gonna be on his birder accounts being like uh you know i'm a big billy donovan fan and i hate kevin durant and then he's gonna <laughs> read it on his regular and retweet it be like yeah, I'm putting this on the on the on the bulletin board for the rest of the team they, they trying to come at me uh anything else nba related that you want to discuss that pretty much it i think then the next time we chat we're gonna be uh you know we're gonna see the playoff picture a little more clearer but i think we kind of talked about pretty much everything that deserved being talked about you know let's talk about my lakers we talked about it briefly you know yeah we don't need to talk about it very much to say I appreciate it. I appreciate. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing would be, um, what do you think about this whole Zion thing with him doing ridiculous slam dunks on his IG, but being out for the rest of the season? I mean, sure. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to get traded in the offseason. The Pelicans is like that's not a bad team. Like they're playing well. They're going to get to the play-in game. I re- I've always liked Brandon Ingram. Getting McCollum was yeah. a big help. Like they they beat the Bulls last night. They didn't have Ingram. Like McCollum. 
has been a big help to that team. I understand, like, why would you want to live in New Orleans, too? New Orleans is a nice place. Like, I don't understand ja, or ja, uh, Zion's, like, hold up with any of this. Like, it's not a bad team. It's a team that's trying to win. They're going out there, and they're getting somebody like C.J. McCollum. They're not just, like, trying to take the franchise. Like, just go there and play. I, yeah. I don't I don't understand it with Zion. It's like, why do you want to go to the Knicks? The Knicks suck. All right, the Knicks are awful. Why why do you want to go there? Like, why why do you want to go to that franchise? You want to go to Thibodeau? You're, you're worried about injuries and stuff. Thibodeau's going to play you 40 minutes a night. You could be on a minute restriction. He doesn't care. He's like, no, go out there and play. Like, that's not where you want to go. Just play in New Orleans. I think he, he'd, he'd obviously help them. He's a very good player. Like, he'd, he'd obviously help them. I don't understand what his holdup is. And I'd be interested to see him with that team because this team that they have now is more conducive to what like Zion is good. I didn't think last year's team was well-constructed. I always thought yeah. the, the Steven Adams fit was very weird. I never understood it. But now they are kind of constructing the team a little bit more to, to fit how Zion can fit in there. So I'd be interested to see him on this team. For some reason, he's not interested to see himself on this team. He's got that. He can get a max contract this summer, but it just seems like he's actively trying to get out of this whole team. And it's just like, bro, you you a hungry, you know, twenty one year old guy. You should be happy to be in New Orleans. They cook. They cook all that good food out there. They got a whole bunch of you know. You can go to Mardi Gras and stuff. It's like, what are you complaining about? Why would you not want to be here? And the Knicks. I told everybody last year. I even I even fooled myself in the first in the before the regular season. And I was like, you know, the Knicks are gonna be a six, seven seed. They're gonna be the bottom half of the league. I had people that were Knicks fans telling me they were gonna be top four. I was like, they'll be the bottom half of the playoffs. I could see them making the playoffs again, but man, this this fell apart quicker than the Lakers. <laughs> so so yeah, I mean, Randall, I, I have my Knicks fans friends who are telling me, oh, Randall is a cancer. He's bringing down the team. But I was like, last year, y'all was singing like this dude was an MVP candidate. Like y'all are, yo, Knicks fans are the most fickle. And I'm, and I'm saying this as a Laker fan and Laker fans are fickle as hell too. But the Knicks <laughs> fans are the most fickle fans Ever. They will turn on a player at the drop of a hat. They want to give all the keys to RJ Barrett, which I, I agree with. That should have been the whole thing. It should have been Randall was never a long-term fix to be the star player or the franchise player for this team. It's always been RJ Barrett since they drafted him. And it should have been all about, you know, grooming him, which he's been performing very well. So they are grooming him to be that franchise player. But the the whole hype around Randall was way overblown last year. And I knew that was to be the case. It was just nice for a whole year. I was able to say yes former laker great julius randall is performing very well for the new york knicks i i always liked randall's game um yeah i i always liked randall's game but i never thought he was a a one guy like if that's the second best player on your team then you're then you're in pretty good shape depending on who your first best player is if if he's like your third best player then you're in really good shape but i never thought randall was like the one guy but they figured some stuff out with rj barrett they probably should have done this sooner um like i don't know if rj barrett's like quite a one as well um but i do like rj barrett's game and and always have (sighs) thibodeau's just like we know it with him right like he's just he is who he is as a coach and 
is probably not the guy that needs to be coaching these these young guys and trying to trying to mold them and stuff. That's just that's just probably not what what's best for for a team like the Knicks. And it, it worked a little bit last year if you want to consider one playoff victory, you know, working. But the wheels are always going to fall off with the Knicks. It is hilarious to see because you're right. Knicks fans are very, very fickle. Like when they when they started off the season well and everybody's like, oh, here we go. Playoffs, championship. Let's go. We're back. We built on last year. And now to see where they're at it is very Knicks. <laughs> I like I literally I literally said this. I was like, yo, y'all are y'all are celebrating a playoff win. Y'all didn't even celebrate a series win. Y'all celebrated a playoff win. Like, it was the greatest thing. I was like, y'all don't deserve to win another playoff win, uh, playoff game because of how y'all acted after one goddamn game when you were down 2-1. You were down 2-1 still. Oh, my God. I will never I will never forgive. Like, I thought the Knicks had done enough throughout my lifetime of growing up in New York to make sure that I never rooted for this team. And then they celebrated a playoff win. Do you know how disgusted I was as a Laker fan who is who has this high level of expectations from my team to see my hometown team celebrating a goddamn playoff win? Like I was, I I will never get over that. Breaking out the GDs now. We got to get them in the swear jar. Yeah, the GDs going. I I will never forgive them for celebrating. Like I will be talking about this to my kids when they are older. When they are older enough to talk about basketball, my son, I'm gonna get him the little playset to go to basketball. I was like, I don't want you to celebrate after a basket because then you'll just be a Nick fan. That's all they <laughs> they, they celebrate mediocrity. You want to make ten baskets in a row, then maybe I'll clap for you. But I ain't celebrating one. <laughs> oh man really coming after the knicks really coming after the knicks i don't i mean i don't blame me knicks might be trash but they're my trash jeremy that's fair i mean look you gotta you gotta still support your team even if they are trash like i i get that i'd much rather be be a thunder fan right now like my team's trash but at least we're trying to be like we have no illusion that we're not trying to be any good right now um but yeah support your team i appreciate that I, I appreciate that you actually will continue to support your team. And you just got to recognize that they're actual trash, though. It's just not a good team. It's not. But I'm, like, I'm actually reading your super chat right now. I didn't want to just read it in the middle of basketball talk. Um, but Throwback says, uh, morning, morning, guys. Have, have you seen the new Halo TV series? What are your thoughts on the video game TV series? I have not seen it. And I, I don't play like any Halo. Even when it was like super popular, I guess it still is. But like when it first came out and it was really popular, First person shooters in general, not really my thing, especially if they have like a sort of a futuristic element and, and, and things like that. Like, and, and if they're online, if they, I know they have like a campaign mode, but that's not like the big draw of it. Like Call of Duty, kind of same thing. Like I might play through like the campaign mode, but not a, not a big first person shooter guy. It, it, unless it's like got a really good like, campaign mode to it, but I don't play, I don't play enough online. What, how about you, SP3? Yeah, I'm not really big into the first-person shooters. All of my friends would be into, like, Call of Duty and Call of uh, Warfare, whatever that was. Yeah, I, I, I'm never, I wasn't never into that. But 
I did play Halo because overall, I'm not a first person shooter guy, but I was an Xbox head and you kind of had to get Halo to be an Xbox head. So I did play a lot of Halo. I haven't checked out the series too much. Like I said, my TV, man, you, if you, if you watch me on True Hill Heat, you know how much, you know, of the W word I watch. So, and then, and then, you know, all the stuff we just talked about at the beginning of the show, my reality television, which I watch with the misses from 90 Day Fiance, Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Uh, I forget what other, other shows we watch because there's so many 90 days. Like I just grouped them all together. But uh, those are the major shows. And then we also watch Bel Air together, which we usually watch before. Like we wake up early because my daughter gets up at like 5 a.m. So at like 6 a.m., 6.30, we'll watch Bel Air together, which I, I keep telling Jeremy, that's like one of my favorite shows. I'll get television. to it. I promise I'll get to no it. No worries. No, no, no. I, I want I, you to wait till it's all done. I think yeah, that's I think the other thing. I don't like waiting a week for, for stuff. Like that. Yeah. that's what I'm having to do with Temptation Island, at least the new season. And like, it's, it's horrible. So I'd much rather just like all be out and I can just binge it all. Exactly. Like uh, it's up to, I think we got one more episode next week is the uh, season finale. So then after that, that's why I'm going to be pushing it hard on here that Jeremy must watch <laughs> season one of Bel Air. It's, it's very, and see throwback saying it in the chat. It's a must watch. It's a must watch because like at first it was all about, Oh, how are they, how are they going to make this character different from what it was in the original? How are they going to create more drama? Now you're just fully in, invested in the whole drama of it all. It's not about, you know, how are they going to do this character? How are they going to not do this character? It's like, okay, now I'm into the characters. So I, I like how my, my enjoyment of it has developed over the past couple of weeks. I also watch a lot of power, which 50 is is hilarious on social media because uh power book for force i think they have two more episodes left after this coming week they're gonna do 10 episodes and this week is episode eight so 50 is is on social media trolling stars because he's 50 cent and talking to them because they haven't announced the renewal for power book for force like i think power book uh three raising canaan has already done filming they haven't even put out the like this the teaser or the trailer yet and 50 is like yo with the way they moving we are not gonna have any power or bmf which is another good series until for like six months so he's like talking trash about stars because 50's trying to put pressure on them to renew uh force yo 50 is i i understand his game and i love reading articles who are like oh my god 50's so immature why is he doing this this is so unprofessional i was like do you know curtis jackson like, like I've been, if you know Curtis Jackson and I've experienced him for 20 years, I remember being a freshman in high school and listening <laughs> to Get Rich, Die Trying, which is one of my favorite hip hop albums of all, one of my favorite albums of all time is Get Rich or Die Trying because that is just no skips all-time bangers that are still listened to today that you could just throw on and everybody will know the words to. So I've been dealing with 50 for 20 years now. You should know that this is just 50 playing his game to get the pressure on stars to renew force and renew all his different shows. He doesn't want a minute of stars to happen without a 50-cent production on it. And I just love his games that he plays with. (laughs) Uh, 50 is great. 
Like I, I wish he, I mean, I don't, I probably don't need to make a music anymore, but yeah, 50 doesn't give a shit, right? Yeah. yeah like he doesn't yeah, care. I, I literally have yeah. not, not need 50 to make music since the whole, uh, I don't know if you remember, I think it was like 2008, the whole him and Kanye. When oh yeah. Yeah. Out, when yeah, they Curtis, came out with their, yeah. Curtis yeah. versus uh, graduation. After yeah. that, I was like, you know what? I don't need 50 to make any more music. I like the Curtis album, but I didn't love it. And yeah. I, I, I haven't loved the 50 Cent album since Get Rich or Die Trying. It's been a law of diminishing returns yeah. since Get Rich or Die Trying. So I don't need him to make any more music, but I need his TV shows. You gave me six <laughs> quality seasons of Power. He gave me two seasons of Power Book 2 Ghost. He's giving me a good season right now of Force. A lot of people have been down on it. I've been seeing Philly Lindsay. Shout out to Philly Lindsay. Uh, he's been he's been talking trash about force, and I, I I think we need him on the show to me and debate debate about force. But uh, yeah, uh, I I've been liking all the spinoffs to to power, and I love BMF as well. So Fifty, keep making TV shows. You're really good at that. I don't need your music anymore. So. <laughs> uh, speaking of TV shows, Entourage, Entourage, SV three season an- one is a another rap. show. Fifty cameo on. True. <laughs> I forgot that these seasons were so short. Like, I really forgot that these seasons were so short. So season one, now in the books, we had the scene in New York. The scene, we get Billy Walsh. One of my favorite characters in Otter. I fucking love Billy Walsh. The introduction to him is he's at the hotel having the party. He's won Sundance and everything. Immediately hates E and is ready to change the script and everything to Queens Boulevard. What a character Billy Walsh is. The, him inserting the blowjob scene in there, just being like, you got to do this. It's part of the story. And then Vince and E being like, I, I don't see how it fits. Like, I don't get it. And then it's like, how oh, about we're going to trust his vision? And it just being this big rib of like, I had to trust you. So I put it in there. And like, you, you proved yourself to me. Just tremendous stuff. Just tremendous, tremendous stuff. I love, love, love Billy Walsh, man. Yo, Billy Walsh is probably up there as far as like recurring characters, like characters that weren't like in the the title, the 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 title intro or anything like that. As far as like recurring characters, Billy Walsh is the absolute best. And this was just a nice little introduction to him. And like it, when I rewatched this episode and I remember I remember all the things that is to come with Billy Walsh, it was like this was a good introduction to him because you get kind of get his style. He's like he's like in a, a place like partying, everybody's doing coke and drugs and having sex, and he just pulls up. Up. He's got no shirt on, no pants on. He's like, he's like, Vinny, <laughs> and then immediately just is, uh, just has no love for E at all. And we get the, one of the famous nicknames of anyone suit. on this show. Yeah, suit. I literally, yo, for for years at any job I had, I called my boss suit. I used to. It didn't matter if it was it was a female or a male. I used to be like, hey, suit. Like, 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 as as I as they got to know me, I was like, I always would tell them, like, I, I this is from Entourage. This is like a form of endearment. This means that you're the boss, you or you're a person who's doing business. So I call you suit. So yeah, I love that. I love that nickname that he gave uh, Ian this one. And yeah, with the scene, it was just it was just funny at the end with uh, with Vinny trying to turn it around on him. Like now I don't trust you. 
<laughs> like, I was like, Vinny, you could tell you weren't serious because yeah, you were on this whole, whole shit of like, like, see, I'm a good actor too. It's like, I didn't believe none of that shit, Vince. <laughs> I didn't believe none of it. I was like, I never believed this for a minute. What are you no. talking about? Like, well, get out of here. But yes, the it's the it's really the first this first season, and then I believe either season yeah season three B is like the shortest seasons where they only do like eight episodes. I think the rest of the the series is like 12, 13, 14 episodes a season. But this was just like. This was once again continuing on the whole story of Queens Boulevard, and I think it it led nicely into the finale of season one. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, the New York episode where now E he wants to be a suit, he wants to be Vince's actual manager instead of you know just his just his best friend because he's you know he's taking on a big role with Vince. He does all all the work that a manager does, but kind of what Vince says is like. I can't, I'm not going to fire my best friend. I could fire my manager if you fuck this up, but he is, is ready to do this. And in the end, he delivers Scarlett Johansson, which we get, <laughs> you know, in the scene, Vince is just like reading a magazine or something. He's like, we guys think about Scarlett Johansson. It's like, huh? Where's all this coming from? I mean, look, I don't blame the guy, but it was, it was just very out of left field. And then he delivers Scarlett Johansson. And so that was enough for Vince to be like, all right, you can be my manager. You, you got me Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> he's like you got me the movie you picked the movie out you read you picked the script you picked the director and whatnot so you know that's all fine and dandy but uh <laughs> it was scarlett johansson was was the cherry on top for E. but i i like the whole story with like e kind of just giving him like the cold shoulder and stuff because he wanted to be the manager i love the my favorite part of this episode is the scene with uh e and uh and ari because this yeah. was like the first time they had like a genuine conversation that wasn't directly about Vince. It was more about E and where he wanted to go with it. So I like that whole exchange. Yeah, there was a lot to like in this this uh, season finale. I felt like this season finale felt more akin to what we're going to get in season two than any other episode of the season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we got Emily. um, you know, he has just ruined that. Kristen is Vince thinks that Kristen is, is like pointing him in this direction because Kristen is gonna ruin everything. Um, yes, and you know, there's there's a scene where he's like, I'll be five minutes, and then he's fucking the girl for 45 minutes, and so uh, he just like leaves. And so Vince blames Kristen for this. Emily, who everyone liked, and he should have just stuck with Emily, he just he fucked that up, and now she's giving him the cold shoulder. We have Turtle trying to throw this part. By the way, Shauna, <laughs> the scene where he's like, "What are, what are you doing with these print printed papers? Looking, uh, you know, this this uh, MS Paint uh, flyers that you got going on here? You're like, don't don't be associated with it. I'd be pissed if I went to that party. It's probably Vincent Chase, and Turtle just goes in there, collects the money, and then he never shows up. I'd be pissed. That just works for Vince's reputation than than those fucking flyers it Yo, was way I, worse. I was like i was like yeah i was like he didn't even get out the car like yeah. he, he didn't he could have at least got out the car and then turned back like at least he could have been like oh we saw vince outside the party he didn't come to the party but at least we saw him literally he doesn't even get out the car and i love that oh that's my other favorite moment probably more than the whole re and e is 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 drama being the voice of reason yeah like like he was like he was like he was like yeah man you're you're a lot 
lot of work. He was like, he's willing to do it. He's like, he's like, you need to, you need to like to, you know, appreciate what he gives to you. And I love that. I love that. That that was a, the first time in this entire first season that drama felt like the older brother. That yeah. was the first time in this whole season. I really enjoyed that part. Yes. Yeah. Drama. Drama was very good at the uh when he goes into the uh um the audition. And the guy's on yeah. his phone. He's like, have some respect. Have some respect. <laughs> he throws the fucking script. He's like, I'm not doing this shit. <laughs> he's like, I got, I got a part in Queens Boulevard. I don't need this shit. Like, I love, I love drama. And then it becomes like the recurring thing. Anytime he gets an audition after this, it's like, it's like we're not going to have an incident like last time. <laughs> It's great stuff. It's just great stuff with drama kind of just starting to try to get his career, you know, back on the ground after, you know, Viking Quest and everything. So I, I enjoy uh, drama was kind of the, the major besides Ari was the major source of comedy in this first season. Like, yes. like you said, like with Turtle, he doesn't really get into the flow of the Turtle drama verse that we're going to get into, I think, as we get into, like, season two, where they kind of always have their own storyline outside of what E and Vince is doing. Uh, and this was more of, like, establishing the drama character, and I love that that part with the audition. Yeah, the drama. is like, yeah, fuck this. Well, let's go to New York and make this movie. Drama's so good, man. He's legit so my favorite character he's so good i i like the way the more i rewatch it the more i'm just like yeah drama is probably the best character like yeah the, ari is the funniest for sure because he just has those rants that just will just have you floored but drama is the best character because he gives you the comedy plus the good like character development and moments so there's also the scene with uh and mrs ari and you know they uh, Ari just wants his vacation, and he's ready to, you know, have some fun. He's, he's, like, he's he, like, I'm like, I'm like R. Kelly at, at recess. Oh, <laughs> dude, that fucking line, that line. Oh man, oh so good. I laughed hysterically. I had to pause it and rewind it. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like R. Kelly at recess here. Come on. Uh, he takes the call and he's like, Vince, it's a Vince issue. And then Mrs. R is like, fuck this, I'm going to the beach. He's, he just took his, his blue chew, I assume. And he's just like, come on, like I'm, I'm ready to go. He's like, I got hours. She ain't having it. Love Mrs. Ari. <laughs> love how Mr. Ari always just puts her foot down and just puts him in yeah. his place it's just perfect it very much reminds me in my relationship my, my woman always puts me in my place so I enjoy it oh man uh, so season one of Entourage is a wrap we will start on season two next week season one a lot of like setup stuff there wasn't because yeah. I guess the main overarching story there are a few of them but like it was a lot of like Vince exploring Vince's like career and relationship with, with everybody. And that was again a lot of setup stuff with, with, with season one. We didn't dive like into a big, like big story. Like, like we'll see in, in, in upcoming seasons with, you know, the, the, a lot of drug use and like actually being on set with movies yeah. and things like that. Uh, this was just like, all right, let's establish things. Here's who these people are. Here's kind of, What's led up to a lot of this, and now that the 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 uh, the foundation has been laid for the series, we can start exploring things a little bit deeper uh, moving forward. 
yeah, I like how they kind of like they they give you kind of the backstory, how we got here, like a lot of different other shows where we kind of go into like a different world. They kind of give you like one or two lines to kind of describe what's happened before. And then you have to wait a few seasons to hear more stuff. I feel like season one did a good job of kind of giving you how we got here. And then, like you said, like establishing everybody in the right way and their dynamics with Vince, who's supposed to be the main character. But as we go on, into, especially into season two, it really feels like Ari and E kind of surpass him as far as the main character or the most like the, the characters that have the most focus on it. Because, yeah, Vin, like I said, Vinny is the least interesting character. I've said this before. He's yeah, the least he really interesting is. character on this show. Yeah, he... He's not, he's really not that interesting. He gets more interesting as it goes on, but like, I don't think Turtle is super interesting in this first season, but he, he's another guy who shows a lot of growth, but like E and drama are, are great. And Ari, it's, it really is the Ari show. It really is. Absolutely. Vinny, Vinny gets interesting in season five. Uh, season five i remember yeah. that was the first time i was like you're actually interesting because you have to actually come back from something like there's no there there had been no real adversity towards towards uh Vinny. there was kind of uh things that kind of like disrupted stuff or gave him a little bit of a step back but he never really had to take like three steps back to move forward until season five yeah yeah sv3 uh, no, South. Did you watch last week's South Park? It wasn't new this week. Did you watch last week's? Yes, I did. the The St. Patrick's Day yeah. special. Yeah. My God, that ending <laughs> with the, with St. Patrick coming down and getting canceled. Oh my God! I was like, I was like, how do you go here? And like, my wife was watching it with me, and she was laughing hysterically at Butters being described as a as, as a basically a sexual is you know for sexual harassment for pitching the girl because he thought she wasn't wearing green, but she was wearing green socks, and that was the main thing. Like, you pinched her. <laughs> when she was wearing green, that's the whole point. You're 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 a you're a horrible person, you're dude. <laughs> the the line the line is he butters pinches her and uh he's like, well, it was because of what she's wearing, and butters like, well, she had it coming because of what she was wearing. It's like, oh man, <laughs> oh shit. I was like, yo, they really went there. That was great. That was great. And then and then uh, uh freaking uh Tolkien's dad, uh Tolkien's dad. I love how they keep they keep yes. emphasizing Tolkien. Yes. There's Tolkien's here. <laughs> but to- Tolkien's dad uh stealing the integrity weed or or buying the integrity weed from Towie and then and Randy finding out and crawling him up and slamming him. I started dying laughing because I really thought that that Taui just smoked all the weed because that would be what Taui would do. But the yeah. fact that he, he sold it to to uh, Tolkien's dad that was great. It was great stuff in this one. I'm glad they went back to the 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 Randy and and Tolkien's dad uh, back on the farm storyline. Butters. Any episode centered around Butters is typically going to be really good, and and the way they did this. It was a classic like South Park holiday special for me. Like I, I thought it was, you know, following up the the airsoft episode, the teenager episode, which is like a 
uh, an evergreen South Park episode, and now we get like a classic holiday episode, like just back to back, like just fantastic fucking shit from South Park. Absolutely, because we got we got some of like the the core four, but like you say, yeah, anytime uh, Butters is the central figure of an episode, it's gonna be a good one. And also with Randy, whenever Randy is a central figure of an episode, you know he's gonna be out there. You know he's gonna be outrageous. Him not realizing that the kids put the weed in the cake had me die left. He's like, he's like yeah, what are you about? I told you to bring weed and you bring a cake. And like, I was like, oh my god, Randy, why does it take you? So so long to realize what's going on. Uh, Ren is just drunk and shit, man. He just that's that's how we celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Everybody just go get drunk. Uh, it was like these ruined the last white holiday where they could celebrate <laughs> yeah. culture. <laughs> yeah, we're celebrating whiteness. <laughs> that was great. It was great. Oh man. Uh, uh, all right, SV3. Let, let everybody know where they can see you in like five minutes on this channel. <laughs> Right here on this channel, Degrassi Dudes, we got a very in-depth conversation coming up about Campbell Saunders from season 12 of Degrassi. And everyone that has HBO Max, it's Degrassi Day. It's now all 14 seasons is up on HBO Max. So you can relive everything. We're going to get brand new Degrassi fans checking out Degrassi Dudes. But check out our conversation about Campbell Saunders uh, with Not a Vampire, one of the best content creators when it comes to Degrassi content, we sat down with her. We talked about Campbell Saunders. So you're going to check out that interview in about like five minutes or so. And a whole bunch of content coming to True Hill Heat YouTube channel, Mania Week. We got some big guests coming up on the channel. So check it out. There you go. Everyone support everything SV3 is doing. I said it. He was on uh, Day After Dynamite yesterday with Will Indeed. Washington, and I did a run-in, and I said it there, and I'll say it again. SV3 does more shit on this channel than I do. Like, <laughs> really does. Really does more stuff. You've done you've done four shows on this channel this week. I've done two. One of them is this one with you, and the other one was a 15-minute bit segment. So, like, the hours are – I'm at about, like, an hour and a half, and you're going to be at about eight hours. So. I love Lambs. Lambs is a great guy. He's a great guy. He does hard work, and I go to him for my scoops. Lambs is the worst. Absolute worst. SP3, I appreciate it. Everyone, stick, stick here on Fight Flover Book. Check out uh, SP3 and Jensen on, on the Grassy Dudes. We'll be back next week. Next week is going to be a busy one, a hectic one. I'm going to try to figure everything out. I have no idea what my schedule is going to be next week um we're gonna try to do fmc in in some capacity it might be a shorter episode but we'll try to do something next week but it's mania week literally the biggest week of the year we're gonna we're gonna try to figure something out though uh but i, I appreciate I, I you guys need, i need this show though because yeah. i'm gonna be talking about a lot of the w word throughout the week so i need this show to kind of give me the the, the outlet the outside stuff because it's gonna be crazy and that's kind of my thought as well is I'm going to be doing so much wrestling coverage next week that I just, um, there, there is a problem. I'll talk to you about it off air. Um, but yeah, it's going to, it's going to be a busy, busy, busy week guys. Appreciate you guys. Talk to y'all later on.